Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Lackadaisical Dragon Cast. I'm your host, not Ben. I'm Jordan, and with me today, we got Vinny. Hi. Who just turned his webcam green. We also have our lovely recap reviewer summary person, Patrick. Suffer in silence. Be a man. Well, that one hits home. Especially for you there, pal. Good. That's all you do. You suffer in silence. It take it, it takes it takes uh it's, it's like opening a casket to or a tomb or sarcophagus if you will. It's like opening a sarcophagus to find out what's truly hurting your soul. And then when you do, it's terrifying. Yes. Yes. So, as you may be aware, we do not have Ben with us today. Uh, he had to skip this episode sadly. Uh he got uh, sick of Jordan running late, so he's like, yeah, now I'm going to bed, fuck you. <laughs> he got tired of me running late all the time. More than anything, though, he just was uh, having a bad day, didn't feel up to it, so yeah, it's fair. Uh, give him a break. Uh, I'm going to take over his role for, uh, you know, going over any translation issues and the titles of the episodes. and uh, I, I've got all of his notes here, so I'll do my best to fill his shoes. Um, I know they're not as big as mine, but they are still... You know, in terms of actual physical size, it is you know, not metaphorical size because metaphorical size, he's bigger than I am. And and and, and you know, what? we're not going to get into that can of beans because I don't like beans. What we're going to do today is start going over our episodes, starting with episode 16, the Japanese title being Training the Rock Hunt or Find That Stone or the Halifax Suck Boys. Or that. Fuck Patrick, is this it bullshit away. white screen I'm looking at. The fuck's this bullshit? Uh, Vinny's doing things. He's calibrating his webcam. I triggered his, his OCD and now he's calibrating <sighs> his webcam. A little bit. Just a little bit. Well, see, you just gotta be Didn't like you? me and uh, refuse webcams. <coughs> that reminds me. We need to pull up Patrick's notes. He ain't pulling shit up. This is, uh, is. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, uh, if you do a podcast, refuse webcams unless you're in person. Wow. Screw you too. Patrick doesn't like me anymore. Patrick never liked you. Ah, that's true. I don't like webcams in general. One day you'll be able to move. Uh, just like how Roshi moves his house in the giant capsule, tormenting me even further of how easy it is to move and how quickly he can do it while I have to sit here and wait and suffer for a few months. But that's that. That's fine. The entire hermit on an island like idea is destroyed by the fact that he can pick up his house and go. Well, yeah, in case, yeah, anyone, wants to, in case anyone wants to fuck. I know he can just go away wherever he wants and find a different island. I, oh, oh, and... I, I I hate that his house is a capsule. I'm sorry. We, we, got, and, we got to talk about our notes later, but I hate that his house is a capsule. Go ahead. And it ruins, for me at least, Something that happens early on in Z. When Krillin gets knocked through the house, it gets destroyed like a normal fucking house, not like some kind of capsule house that is like, it doesn't break like wood. Well, we can have discussions about capsules this, capsules that at a different time. <laughs> uh, whenever we do our Z cast, that's never going to happen. We can have a discussion then. Yes. If we ever do Z, I would rather do Kai. <laughs> 
Patrick be the one that watches original. <laughs> Yee. So they move their capsule, and uh, even if it's for a short time, it's just for training purposes. So that's fun. I can quickly end a capsule into a different bigger island. There we go. Much larger, uh, much more, I'd say, social island that's uh, has the rough estimation of about 300 uh, civilizations people are, according to the old man, because apparently he knows everything. Yeah. Fucking, I don't believe him, though, but whatever. We'll just go with it and roll with it. Now it's time for the lesson, he says, and uh, he's not going to give him a real lesson because why the fuck would he want to? I know his previous track record, he keeps going back on his words every time he doesn't get what he wants. Oh, and they get on the island, and yeah, they're so scared to launch that even when they're about to, even when she's like yawning and opening her mouth, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to run away. Evil woman's going to come out, it's going to sneeze, and it's going to shoot everybody and uh, take away everything and serve uh, some divorce papers, dear. Just like evil women do in real life. Okay, yes, yes, thank you. All right. Gonna serve those papers unless you pay the that disgusting amount of money called Yalimony. And I still have to say I wanna say. I still have to say I still have a problem with Krillin's eyes the way they are in this earlier sets of the episodes and I hate them. So do I. They bother some get rid of them. So do I. And his voice. I hate his voice so much. You know what I don't mind his voice. His voice is okay, it's just eyes bother me. I'm sorry, Patrick. Sounds like an eight year old on fucking cigarettes. Oh my god, Patrick, why is that such an accurate description? I hate you. Oh my god. <laughs> I say that because he that's exactly the amount of years he spent at this uh what fucking magic orin temple. So yeah, I that's cool, even though that temple sucks. Uh, I don't like it. He just wants to sound cool. Uh I do not like that temple. It's we'll forget about it later on, thankfully. But it is Krillin. He's like, I have six, eight years experience at the Magic Temple. So if it's Krillin saying it, then it's probably not too great. If it's training, yeah. if it's Krillin. So the first test that Roshi wants to put him under is a uh, hundred. It's not. I won't. I will say it's a hundred meter dash, even though it's not exactly how that. He's like, oh, that should be about a hundred meters. Yeah, right. Okay, that sounds good. There's no proper measurements. Whatever. Krillin runs it and he gets uh, 10.4 seconds on his various verse go and he's sounding tired. He's like, oh, you should do better than that. It's fine. <laughs> go, yeah. It's okay. He's a kid. It's his first time. Uh, he will get better. He will get faster uh, later on in the series when he's running away from actual villains and not doing any sort of fighting. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. He tried up till Frieza. He tried. He tried with Frieza. And yeah, then he died. Yeah, they ain't got blown up for his uh, being stupid, and that's fine. He but got, he got stabbed eat. by a horny man, and he got blown up by a horny man. Yeah. Well, he well, didn't have horns by then, but go on. Yeah. Then well, it's Goku's turn, who does it within 11 seconds, but he's like, oh, I, I need new shoes. These aren't shaped for training. And you could tell when he was running, like, look down his shoes. And Krillin's like, oh, you're a sore loser. Like, no, look, you can even see my little foot through it. Uh, the special toe viewer compartment that uh, Jordan has installed for all shoes on uh, people like Goku. So he can see them little toes wow. when he's running and walking around. Wow. Now with the new shoes, he just does it uh, much better. Eight seconds flat. It's like, oh, cool. He's already having he's already having much more better and uh, potential than Krillin and shows that he's better. But now Roshi's like, ah, I'll just do it up. So he turns, so as a warmer, he just takes off his shell and throws it and just collides with this massive fucking rock and just smashes upon impact. He's like, oh yeah, I'm good. 
rushes it 5.6 seconds and uh roshi can seem to run i guess that shirt total shell ain't just for style looks and grace i guess yeah he moved real quick and he's got no funny face either <laughs> nope he's just like yeet Age is just a number for this old man, Grant. He just had uh, the Fountain of Youth, and he's probably not going to die anytime soon, but nobody's not supposed to know about that. There, there's Turtle. a part where I think it was Goku or Krillin, one of the two, goes, man, I can't wait to be just like you. Or, or, can you teach me to be just like you? And he just goes, what, throw a purple turtle shell? <laughs> yeah. It's a heavy I shell. I just thought that was funny. And, and that just everybody's quiet for a second. It's like, oh, you mean to run fast. He gets so tired, he needs a brewski, and then Goku's, like, clueless about it, so Roshi's, like, uh, having to teach him what he was, and he's like, were you raising a bubble or something? Get me a brewski, boy! So, yeah. <laughs> Krillin's like, oh, I'll get you that, I know exactly that. He tries to go get one for Roshi, and then goes into his house, and then he gets greeted by Launch, who just sneezes, and... Does her best Leatherface impression and uh, starts chasing him with an apron on with a knife just swinging right across his face and he just sprints. Gets uh, at least a good 8.8 uh, seconds solid on that 100 mirror dash. So there you go. He's, he's showing some vast improvement in that mere seconds. He's got to have uh, on the verge of dying to yeah, get so, better. Uh, you know what? Sometimes having a good motivator will get you to do your best. Yeah. Launch is just a good, ex good special exercise. Oh, and the important knowledge of how to go beyond your limits, Roshi keeps uh, referencing and keeps going on about this. Yeah, we just go into a little that little transition part, and then that, and then he just tells everything about what it says. Like, oh, you get all that? All right, good. I'm not explaining it whatsoever. You know, good. That's fine. Normal people that watch the anime like us uh, tend to be really bad, out of shape, anyways. So, uh, just uh, just look at the hosts that uh, are not only on this podcast but our Lackadaisical podcast as well. Uh, we do not need to know how to go beyond our limits or be healthy. The sad part yeah. is, is that I know I'm out of shape, but I'm still probably one of the the most in shape out of anybody in the podcast. And that's only because I shape. That, that's not really saying much. That's like the saying the expression "I took the shit that I took last night was better than the shit that I took the night before." <laughs> you shit once a day. Yeah, because some of us don't get like have like the most. Yeah, some of us stomach don't spend explosions six hours on the bowl, Jordan. Let's no, see, we don't no, have no, stomach no, no. explosions just from the smell of like milk and cheese once a day, and then we just have to go with five times after that. I I thought you only shit once a week. Depends on the day. <laughs> All right. I'll probably do that more when I eat yeah, better. But again, anyways, some of us don't shit for six hours, Jordan. All right, now as we're talking about this, the sun's starting to starting to set, and no, oh, look, it's time for your last lesson of the day, even though you didn't really have shit for lessons. Roshi takes this little small little stone, tells you to memorize it, writes a symbol on it, and then Goku asks if Roshi's going to eat it, and he just, like, gets really aggressive and offended that he would say that. He's like, no! He uses that anger and just chucks it, or the, chucks it off the fucking cliff, and the old man's like, oh, yeah, go find it. And uh, you have to have 30 minutes, otherwise none of you are going to get any food. So goodbye. Just goes back in his house like a fucking prick. Thanks. Thanks, Roshi. Great, great training. I'll see you now for dinner. No dinner for you. 
And personally, this punishment, if that happened, this punishment wouldn't uh, bother me. So I know these boys are small, they're small, petite, weak. I uh, can't go a full night without food. Uh, I can do that just easily fine. So that wouldn't bother me even so much, especially if fish was on the menu. <laughs> they look down the mountain. They're like, uh, I don't know how to do this. Goku uh, showing he has a lot more guts than he does brains. Just, just, just jump straight off the cliff. Does it all the time. Uh, ends up falling flat on his fucking arse uh, when he tries to grab on a tree branch and doesn't want to cooperate and breaks snaps. Uh, Goku Rest decides to be a real man and tries to find the stone by, you know, smelling for that wonderful, distinct, sweet smell of sweat and turtle shell. Because I guess that's you can get that from from holding his hand. It smells like sweat and turtle shells. I don't know. Mm. Krillin uh, decides to take the lazy rock. It smells like something else too. Well, he wasn't. He hasn't been on the island long enough for that to happen. That's true. Launch is there though. Well, he's he has he's scared <sighs> unless he's into that. I don't know. Krillin just know. wants to be a lazy pile and. Uh, Attempts to grab a random stone he finds and then acts like he finds it. Stops by this uh, nearby house, gets a pen and writes on it. And okay. uh, yeah, okay. of course. But no, but, but Patrick, you're, you're gl I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. But let, hold on. I said he was a lazy pile and he goes on a random stone. I, he, the house that he stops at to grab I, that pen. I was going on to that and then you cut me off. I'm sorry, go ahead then. I was like, literally, was like goes on, writes on this pen, and then goes to this random house, and they're like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know where he goes, I don't know where this house is located, and I don't know where it is. He just goes by this random house, and uh, this woman asks him, of, uh, where's the man at? Because he says, like, delivery man or something. I don't fucking remember what he says. Oh, man no, he's at not, the door. He, get, he gets offended. That he's like, you are talking to the man, yada, yada. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Takes a pen and just writes the same thing, signature that Roshi did. And all while this is happening, they have the, of course, lewd intention scene with Roshi at launch because Roshi needs to get his face bashed into something soon. <laughs> and then, uh, yes. absolutely appalled at this very. And then, while that happens, oh, you think he's going to get some action? Nope. Krillin comes by and bees professional cock blocker, cuck holding, and uh, says, Look, I found the stone. Brings it to him, and Roshi, uh, being absolutely very appall absolutely appalled at that very moment in the cheating tactics, Roshi just chucks it right at his bald head, yelling at him to go find the real one, just threatening just to beat the shit out of him, which uh, I think both of them deserve because they're both bald, and bald men don't deserve any love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I that's accurate. So Krillin actually goes out to the forest and uh, tries to find it. The tiger tries to come and eat him, and he jumps in the air, gives him a sweet elbow drop for his trouble, only to uh, have this random dinosaur just come around stomping to scare him off. Goku claiming that he found the stone, and uh, Krillin's like, oh, let me see that. I don't know if this is stuff. Comes up with a bullshit like, I don't know if that's his. His signature's on it. So yeah, he's on a lot of things because he owns the island. I I would be like, that's not even true at all. That's cool. It's dumb. <laughs> but of course, um, little baboon is uh, gives the stone to him for Krillin to inspect. So he just runs away with it, and now they both having to cut chase all across the island before they cross this bridge. Krillin crosses it and uh, cuts off the support of the bridge, and then Goku starts plummeting down below. 
And then Grillin, thinking that he outsmarted, Goku just, uh, just comes right back at him. And those two get in a little, a little friendly scrimmage, but not so much friendly with uh, with Goku getting the, obviously the better of Krillin. So he's just sitting there and he's like, wait, wait, stop, don't hurt me. Please. He's like, please, uh, don't hurt me. I'll give you the stone back. And then he's like, yeah, I'll give you the stone. Krillin just tosses it aside, like, or at least that's what we think it seems to be, but it was just another decoy. Probably the same one that gave to Master Roshi and kept the real one. So you know what? Baldi, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, probably. So Baldi comes back to the uh, house, but first, before we can even see that happen, Roshi tries to creep on uh, launch one more time before a cockblocker extraordinaire, Krillin, comes back and just... Uh, Gets his gets his cheating win out of uh, that. So now we just cut to Goku just staying there looking miserable while all three of them start eating. And they're like, oh, thanks for the seafood. What is this? Like, I don't know. He called it a puffer fish. And then <laughs> they both get feel like shit and get sick after eating that. And uh, they turn really blue in the face, like a bright blue berry blue. So they thankfully they both, uh, <laughs> thankfully both of them get what they deserve at the end of the episode. And by the time the morning comes up, Roshi's still crawling out of the floor. He's like, "No, nope, no, nope, we're canceling this. No, nope, we're not doing it today. We'll do cancel. Take a rain check for today." Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah. The moral story is: if you're gonna cheat, do it well, and <laughs> don't be a fucking perverted baldy. Yeah, that was actually really great. What goes it around comes ends, around. Ends ends with the poisonous pufferfish because you can you can eat pufferfish, but you have to cook it so perfectly exactly right, otherwise it's poisonous. I don't have any notes here for episode sixteen from Ben, um, so there was no big notable difference in any other versions of this. I'm assuming. Uh, so we can move right on to episode seventeen with life at a stake, milk delivery. Life at a steak. We ain't fucking cooking barbecue. And the English version is milk delivery. Yeah, it's sort of sweet and simple. Just like how Americans like it. They what don't like the complexity. Hell? That's a yeah. very different fucking name. Yeah, that one's very different. With life at steak, milk delivery, or American version, or the Funimation dub is milk delivery. Miak. Let's see. Milk delivery. Uh. Everyone's sleeping. For some reason, Roshi not only has a sleep mask on, but he keeps his glasses underneath it for whatever reason. I don't understand. I don't sleep with my glasses on. That's very uncomfortable, and I'm afraid they would break, to be honest. Yeah, neither do I. Most Liz has don't. fallen asleep with her glasses on. And yeah, I've done it a few times, but I try not to do it. Multiple times. It's bad for you. I've only fallen asleep with glasses on twice. And that's because I just don't wear them as much as I should. Yeah. At least I do understand why he and Krillin have to sleep on the floor while good boy Goku gets a comfortable bed and gets to sleep right next to launch. Fucking toot the baldies. Not only were they sick out, sick as hell and uh, just had to pass on the floor. I'm pretty sure launch didn't eat pretty any sure fish launch inside. Ate like, the oh, fish you're asleep with me, Goku. You're not sick. I'm like, cool. I'm assuming that's what happens. It's not really explained. Funny little midnight, like little midnight. Well, not exactly at midnight, but during the night, Russell lunch wakes up and goes back to sleep. But then it happens to sneeze right before they have to wake up at dawn, four thirty to be exact. Actually, everyone was supposed to wake up, and and uh, it's surprising they're waking up, and yet I'm still fucking past that writing this explanation. on when I was watching it, 
26 minutes after the fact to be precise so about 4:56 a.m. this is written up wow <laughs> wow you're almost on par with the episode time almost Oshi starts having uh, one of his many midlife crises looking at Goku sleeping while he's next to launch and monologuing to himself how he hates, how he apparently hates seeing such beauty wasted on the young sure why not <laughs> waste the beauty on elderly decrepit men they're about to fucking keel over and die you know what? Of the young people who can repopulate the earth, but whatever. If not for Chi Chi, I am not imagining well, they're not a thing yet. Fallen for Goku. They're not a thing yet, so it's fine. No, I know. <laughs> but all I'm saying, if not for Chi Chi, I feel like Launch would have fallen for Goku. Maybe. And of course, uh, Roshi being up to his old sneaky ways, he's trying to get a sneak peek of uh, what Launch's night attire would be. And uh, thankfully, he's soon met with the horrors of uh, oh Lon Launch sleeping. So he starts trying to think of a plan. So he didn't want to wake up uh, such a demon. Roshi starts poking uh, Goku with a broom. He's <laughs> trying to be like, wake up, get the fuck up. To uh, tries to wake up the boy without alarming Launch. Well, that goes as well as you're expecting. The Goku fucking being the blockhead, he is, starts to be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Speaking really loud and waking up Launch in the process for <laughs> some reason. He calls her sir. I don't know why. I know. Sorry, he, sir. I know he's uh, not the smartest with genders yet, but can't just say good morning, Launch. Well, why do you got to say sir? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that one. I don't know either. So, of course, Launch is uh, blonde Launch axes goes on her reaction, just pulls the pistol that's hiding underneath her pillow and just uh, starts uh, shooting. Fucking right there. Goku uh, gives, gives Launch some sweet Jordan justice and gives him a kick right in the face, uh, knocking down the blonde. And then Roshi's like, you're not supposed to beat up girls like that, all while he's trying to lean over and poke her breast. He's literally got his finger about to poke her nipple. And then Goku's like, can we start training? And he's like, ah, he gets caught. And then he's like, no. licks his finger, puts it up, and comes up with some bullshit excuse about some sort of wind change coming from the southeast or something. I couldn't care less to write it down. Southeasterly wind makes for good training. Meanwhile, this is while they are still inside the house. If I need to remind everyone, they're not he can't feel anything, so he's just lying what about it. Open? Just save ass. So the boys waking up and they go down beaten path. I don't know. It could have been like south, north. I don't know. Let's go down some path and they come across some goat who. Uh, is the milkman of the island, which nah, I'll just call him milk person to be more correct for species wise. But now the boys get to be delivery, the milk delivery people, boys, men, I don't fucking know. I won't guess from that episode of the title that they be doing that. I don't read. I never read. Anime fans guessed. don't read. They're not smart enough to. All the houses uh, apparently need fresh milk before breakfast time, which, ow, usually I would assume breakfast time is like 7, 7.30 if they want to get really early with it, so three and a half hours are not really explaining time-wise, I don't know. So if they're waking up at 4.30 and they're trying to deliver by breakfast, I'd say breakfast is probably like 7.45, 8 o'clock. Oh, somewhere like there. Everybody in the everybody in the island gets it. 
It gets their milk, especially that sweet Zabawa household for one Mr. Jordan who just can't go a morning without his daily juicy creamy milk in the morning. Oh, oh man, don't you agree, Jordan? Wait, I can't drink milk. Too bad. You can't no, have it anyways. No amount of pills are going to help you with milk anymore. Not anymore. You they need some to. milk. He needs some diabetes. Oh, and they get to deliver all these all these cartons of milk, the the whole one container that only has like six bottles in each, so they're carrying 12 bottles, even though they have to fill up the entire island. Because, you know, that makes sense, logically. So, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're carrying two crates total with six milk in each crate. But uh-huh. this island is supposed to have at least 300 civilized residents. Well, they don't deliver it to every resident. I feel like they said the island needs milk, though. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think everybody signed up for that. I'm I'm assuming they had to go back and get milk, maybe. But I for the most part, I'm guess. assuming their route is probably like 12 people or so, you know, around there. I don't know. Uh, well, it's not really explained well. No, they just have to thing, use Jordan. your imagination, I guess, here's unless it's thing, somewhere Jordan. in the anime or in the manga. The normal delivery person... Has a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, I I remember. So he probably does actually deliver to most of that island. Well, you know, don't ask then. Some questions don't need to be asked. As 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 Erwin's dad would say, leaving a whole lot of questions that don't need to be answered. Yeah. Yeah, but how did you and Erwin's mom leaving a whole lot of questions that don't need to be answered? Yeah, they don't. Who needs a sweet helicopter when they could just do this on foot, go all across the entire island? I'm just hoping that if they're going on foot like this, hopefully they have better luck than uh, Paperboy Hans did uh, a few years ago. Poor boy. Poor Hans. Poor Hans. He never was the same after after the quote-unquote demolition rebuilding company, which is an oxymoron if you think about it. It is. Roshi has the map on his hand. He's like, oh, we're just going to make it easy today. And they're just going to skip all the way around to their first house. Only just me- only just three miles away just for the first stop. They have to skip all the way there. And now this uh, is settling in and reminding me of that. The worst mini game I've had to do in uh, Xenoverse 2. And I'm not going to go back to that whatsoever. You would have to, uh, if I become a live streamer, you would have to gift me subs to do more of those. Because fuck that. <laughs> so I'm not doing that for free. It's a pain in the ass, and and if anyone's played it, you will understand why. I don't like it. Fuck that. Hey, Kim, wanna fuck with Patrick? Question mark? No. No. So they do the skipping thing, stop their house, and uh, they say, and Roshi's like, things seem to be a bit too easy now, so now they're just kind of go zigzag all through every single one of these trees down a very long path, you know? If Roshi's so concerned about getting there, I, I don't I don't understand that the milk's gonna go rotten if it stays out in the sun for too long, or it's gonna fucking curdle with all the heat and sweat that these boys are getting look, off. But look, sure, they're, go on. They're they're apparently moving faster than you think. Okay, <laughs> I'm using logic when I read these. Oh yeah, not to mention this uh, so-called drop-off spots seem to be uh, just not not even actual refrigerated stuff. Some weird mailbox note that offers zero refrigeration. It's like, there you go. Here's the box. Here you go. Hopefully, it's not there for too long. It's not like a big gallon. It's like a little bottle. <laughs> so that, that's gonna go bad faster. 
And what point makes my point even stronger is Roshi starts scolding Krillin for starts fucking taking too long in the zigzagging and moving too slow so he has to go restart and he's like you go if you take too long krillin the milk's gonna curdle if you keep being slow so it's like oh cool hope the residents like a slight chunk in their milk by the time it gets delivered <laughs> a slight chunk yeah just a little bit of chunk and a little bit chewing. i hope you Nothing's like your milk chunky so at least uh, they take a break from walking a path so they need to get to climb upstairs and it's just a few stairs, you know. Just a few stairs, he says. And few, he means like a few like kilometers long of stairs up a giant ass mountain, <laughs> making him want to go and uh, hate all this. Goku seems to be fine. He just uh, wants to complain, has an inner monologue with like why he can't drink the milk at all. Where Krillin's, can I drink the milk? Krillin's dying all the way trying to climb up there. Yeah, Roshi's just sitting there smoking with a pipe I don't know where he got that pipe from or how he got up there so quickly but whatever fucking sitting there waiting for his people to climb and meet him like at the halfway point Goku getting very tired he's like oh I don't know this is very rough so the old man's like you know your grandfather used to do this and he never bitched once essentially he's like oh, okay I'll continue onward just like he did thanks for tugging at the heartstrings bud good good job you and Oxkin used to do this for a long time ago and, Krillin, and Goku's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Have the energy. And Krillin's like doing that. It's like, oh, good. You congratulate him. You're just only halfway there. <laughs> and Krillin yeah, starts dying. Oh, boy, cigarettes. I thought that I was three. I thought I was already three halfways there already at this point. <laughs> He's just having none of it. At least they made it to the very top of the mountain, delivering to some, uh, I don't know, weird Buddhist monk thing who thanks him for their effort. And he's like, here, you want a glass of milk? And then... Goku jumps the gun saying, oh, yes, I'd like some. Whack! <laughs> Roshi's box him on the head. like, why you make my head go ouch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why you make my head go ouch, Roshi? <laughs> Roshi, she's like, complains, like, you don't deliver milk and then just take it. You don't. I'm like, well, I would. Fucking hell, you're old turd. And apparently, um, the monk seems very friendly with Roshi, and then, uh, Roshi's like, oh yeah, these boys show great promise, and if they keep doing this and uh, stop complaining, they might even be strong enough for the World Martial Arts Tournament. And then they have a brief explanation of that, what's going if that happens, but I'm not going to get in that till the appropriate episode, I feel, would be much more suited. So we're going to mm -hmm, mm -hmm, skip over mm -hmm. that and just let you know that it's a very important arc that comes up. I mean, technically, this is the arc. This is the arc, yes, but I want to... This wanna... is part of the arc, but it's more... It's training the actual thing. Yeah. The preluding into it, I'll explain like the, the official rules of the martial arts tournament when like when we're actually get there. when they're there in a few more episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that's more important. It is. <clears throat> so more about that, uh, the mortal martial arts stuff, uh, that in a later episode in the podcast. And then we cut to some people we haven't seen in a while. Yamcha just not being down some jabronis, and while his three friends start to cheer him on, then some weird yeah, yeah, Italian. Yeah. Jaw, jaw, <laughs> drawl. I was gonna say tall, but I said jaw for some reason. Like for jaw, Hofkenord. For jaw, Hofkenord. For jaw, what? <laughs> some weird giant Italian ripoff Iron Sheik comes around and just gets a shit kicked in after talking smack to him. And then they're like, "Oh, martial arts term. Yeah, I wonder if Yamcha can even be Goku." And then Poor gets very offended, even dare to mention that yeah, that Yamcha couldn't handle himself and win. 
And, uh, I would be upset too, because we already know Goku's going to be a vastly superior character in strength and everything else than Yamcha is. Even after this tournament, he'll be better, but that's, uh, you'll see that later on down the line. First, now we come back to Goku and the others when they travel across over a, I guess they're not done delivering milk. They got to travel over a fallen giant tree. That's like hanging over a cliff uh, that could fall their doom and die real quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. They go through some yeah. bullshit hot desert with not so much quicksand, which basically is quicksand. If they don't travel fast enough, they're going to sink through. Oh, they get through a river that's heading quickly over down a waterfall. Oh, and they get chased by a giant large T-Rex on top of that. <laughs> All this happening, I'm like, I want to know uh, what the various amount of uh, places, like the amount of geography that can be encapsulated and encompassed on this one very small island, how they can have all these things happening at once. Look, Groshi, Groshi uses this island for training purposes for a reason, and it's because it somehow has all these geographical anomalies, if you will. Look, ha have you ever played any of the Dragon Ball Z games that let you fly around the world? The geography of the Dragon World makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, but at least those are like large areas, not the one small ass island. That's probably just as big as the martial arts tournament island. But no, it's whatever. No, it's a, it's this island's bigger than that. Goku does a flyover of it. It's pretty big. I've seen those islands, and I've seen the size of these islands in the games, but that's neither here nor there. And here comes the fun reveal. They just do that. They finish up the milk delivery, and they're done. And they're like, "Oh, you'll be doing this for the next eight months straight." Oh. How's the break? Break? What do you mean break? That was just your early morning training. Now it's going on to mid-morning training. I mean, well, how, how worse could it get after that, right? It's just delivering milk right. and then nearly dying for it. Of course, gotta wait to give my thoughts until we give our thoughts later together. You know, but fucking good episode on that. I like the way that ended. It's like, oh yeah, that's just your morning training. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, and they're like, oh, good. What what else is gonna encapsulate with this fucking shit that they're forcing them to do? Um, so this episode we have a lost in translation, oh, uh, little bit here in the Japanese version. Goku's reasoning for sleeping on the same bed as Launch is that they only have two futons, right? But in the English version, the reason is they only have two blankets. So, I don't know why they changed that. I mean, it's it's insignificant in terms of like you know any sort of conversational relevance and like in in the show but it's, it's just a weird change i don't know that is that is really odd uh but i guess know, in the goku wouldn't do anything lewd I guess, no yeah he wouldn't i guess we in the late would. 90s early 2000s it's not as commonly known no, everyone like the, knows what a futon was back then. Same as they do now. But it, I look, don't know. They just they just translated it, it. Poor translation. Maybe they couldn't translate futon from Japanese to English or something. You know. I don't know. People but anyway, weird. All right. Uh, up next we have episode eighteen: The Turtle Hermit's Intense Training, also known as the Turtle Hermit Way. No. I don't want to do anything his way at this rate. No, thank you. I'm good. I like his training. It's really vigorous and testing. 
Well, at least it's nice to know the start of the episode's uh, more of a bathroom break. Uh, nothing important happens. We just see some random blokes that neither you or I will even care about or trying to look cool and impressive when we can't even bother to remember what even a single feature, like their characteristic, their personality, what color shirt they're wearing from like a few minutes from now. Because nobody cares about them. They're just trying to make it, people look tough for the tournament. Whatever. I don't care. Let's go back to the important things like Goku and Krillin to earning their green thumbs, so to speak. Mid-morning training will commence with a bit of agriculture, as uh, the old bloke says. And what we mean by that is he gets, they get to help this old farmer do some uh, farming shit. I did I don't know. They they just play play with dirt, make big long lines to plant crops. Now it's called. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a. I don't look it. I don't want. I didn't want to look it up then. I'm not gonna look it up now. I'm not a farmer. I do not care. It's just make grass. <laughs> make the hard. Do the hard part. Make grass. Green grass. Essentially, what it is. It's not not a simple good job from the old prick who's just sitting there just uh, smoking a pipe telling him do this use your hands you're doing a good job don't you worry well he's the master he can get away with doing however little he wants he can't do shit instead of uh being a passive aggressive saying that they need to be faster and they just oh he's being passive aggressive i should say and he's like oh you need to be faster i'm gonna give you much more work and a lot and it's gonna be a lot more aggressive next time it's like wow or expected some sort of bullshit training after this, but no, they get to have a nice breakfast afterwards. And uh, it makes me feel like uh, the way they do grace is a lot easier, a lot better, a lot less time consuming than uh, what some people do. And uh, waste uh, an hour and bullshitting around, get straight to the point, and uh, they just get right to the main action. See, but that's not Don't grace. You that's agree, Mr. Rosary? <laughs> it's not, no. It's not saying grace that takes them an hour. <laughs> They just go in there, they're supposed to light the cans and say, Rosary, and then walk out. That's essentially what the Roshi <laughs> and the Alpha Gang did. They just said Grace and said Grace and just ate, and that was it. <laughs> see, see my fat. Good food, good meat. Come on, let's eat. Rub nope, dub that's dub, too much. thanks they for just... the grub. Yay, God. <laughs> wow. I don't I even do that. I just, that grab a, I just grab a plate of food and go back to my cave and just uh, watch whatever I want on YouTube. That's my yeah. family meeting. But YouTube well, didn't Patrick, exist in the You're going to be having family meals one day here soon, okay? No. You and I are going to sit down at that Denny's or something. I don't know. Why a Denny's? Why not an Arby's? Arby's? We have I have meats. Arby's on the mind because I passed it on the way home. Why would you sit down and eat in Arby's? I don't know. <laughs> you just get drive through. It's Arby's. <laughs> Why would you sit there? Who the fuck's gonna sit? Let's talk about Dragon Ball, not Arby's. <laughs> Vinny doesn't have the meats, obviously. I don't know what they have. I have the feet. Sure that's some Minnie has the meats. Look, all I'm saying is that I want Arby's. We're gonna anyway, go back where to this were episode. We? And uh, apparently, there's a horrible accident. Uh, Krillin can and go can't do anything right for a single episode, and now he gets launched to sneeze due to some uh, overusage of pepper during their breakfast, and. Uh, I don't, and then she just feels the need to shoot everybody at all times when she changes. Where does she get the guns from? I, don't know. I wrote, I wrote down that she must have been born and raised in America before coming to this uh, great oh land. Oh my god, I because, hate you. You're right. Because uh, yeah, she's go. She's especially uh, and she doesn't have a Texas slang, but I feel like she's around that southern part, just uh, ready to shoot and sling anything she wants and the heartbeat. So yeah, look, oh. all I'm gonna say. Is that it's 
it's the same concept as the one uh the one Pokemon trainer where she keeps her uh her Pokeballs in the bikini. That's Which what Launch does with her guns. She keeps them in her panties. Yeah. That's why she doesn't want oh. Roshi to see into her panties. Because he'll just take away so the not. guns. There you go. Yeah, I guess uh, the boys have to go to have some takeout, I guess. So they do that. And, let's go uh, out for breakfast. Let's hope Roshi has uh, deep pockets to afford Goku's very fierce appetite. Then uh, they get... I like how funny they get scared. Like, Goku's, like, sneezes, so they start freaking out, backing into a corner Dude, and look dumb afterwards. they have genuine like, PTSD from the sound of a sneeze. Yep, they have non-flashbacks to sneezing. Uh, and, uh... Hopefully they, that won't get used from on later in the series as a disadvantage. And now we get to what I wrote down, the Oaru Naru, the worst tra- part of the training. Naru. Literature. Now I like oh, reading, reading, getting smarter, reading a shitty book. Goku shares my settlement and he's like, oh, reading, I don't like to get smart. I don't have a big, strong brain. Oh, that's the one weakness. And then fucking uh, Goku starts uh, reading, and I don't like the scripture they're reading. It's dumb. I, it's something He reads really slow, like a first grader would. And I don't know, it's just something uh, about foot in hand. I don't know, Jordan wrote down notes about that, so I'll let him take, away, take notes of that and get to that when we get to the explanation part. Okay, but most importantly, how the fuck does Goku actually know how to read? Ow, maybe his I grandfather guess made Grandpa him. Gohan taught him. Yeah, but out of everything stuff. he didn't teach him, he taught him how to read. Ah, maybe he needed to read for later down the line. I don't know, fucking... Like he said, his grandfather's a weird fella. Yeah. And thankfully, a segment short and sweet, and it's on to straight to lunch, and after that is a quick nap. Sure, why not? Must be nice to get some rest after doing some hard, great work. And then they're like, oh, Warriors need sleep. And then we cut to more pointless characters that we saw earlier that I don't care about. Screw them. I don't care if they're resting. They're not going to make a big difference anyway. So what's the point? They're just, this is filler now. It's disgusting filler. So we're going to go back onto the training with construction for their, I don't know, mid-afternoon training. The young boys scared that they had to use their bare hands. And Roshi's like, nah, you can use, you can use whatever tools as long as they're not power tools. So like, all right, cool. So, uh, Krillin, while he's doing his stuff, fucking digging dirt up, moving in barrels, doing this and that, steamrolling, doing that and that, uh, Krillin starts having some uh, flashbacks some, about some other uh, bald losers who uh, get the shit kicked out of him. We get and actual backstory. Krillin get abused backstory. by these big, ugly, fat ballers. Yeah. So Krillin gets uh, beat up by these other bald losers who keep taunting and bullying him, and... Uh, Given that, so at least it gives us some sort of backstory of why uh, Krillin is going through on through with his training at the very least. So at least there's some character development. And uh, yeah, they do that, and the <laughs> boss guy's like, "All right, all right, I'll pay you whatever you want for them. They do Sorry better work than my men. If we, yo, the workforce keeps getting younger and younger. <laughs> Funny stuff." And now, after building up such a sweat, they get to go for a nice swim in the lake. But not before uh, back talk from the young lads. Yoshi's... <laughs> Yoshi? <laughs> Yoroshi? I hate you, Jordan. 
Yoshi starts uh, yelling at him, saying that they need the basics to get down before they can even think the about learning put in any martial arts. <laughs> so instead, they have to be like, if you're if you're able to move this boulder, you can learn some moves. Krillin's like, oh, move that. I can't do that. That's that's too hard. Goku, however, apparently doesn't listen and uh, starts grabbing the boulder with Roshi just see, just yelling at him. It's like, what do you mean you're doing this? Even though Roshi's like complaining, he's like, oh, that... We see Roshi struggling to move this boulder. He's like, if you could do that, I'll teach you moves. Goku immediately does it and pushes a lot further than Roshi does in it without a big sweat. And Roshi starts freaking out. He's like, oh, 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 I'm just kidding. You have to move not that boulder. This one, this one that's way over here. It's about like, fucking, what is it? Six times? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, six times yeah, the size of it. Six to eight times bigger, yeah. He's, of course, that's a backup plan because Roshi getting shocked and he wants to be lazy and not show anything. He's like, oh, no, I don't want these boys getting too strong now. Stop that. <laughs> more more training. No, 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 not happening. And then he's like, can you move it? Of course I can. And then Roshi stares at it a little bit, looking down at it with ease. And then before jumping back and is like, so what about that training? Yeah, let's go, guys. Yeah. And he's just going back to his favorite position and just uh, doing hardly any work and scolding his students uh, like a proper supervisor any work would do. Ten laps across this lake and uh, no strings attached. Just go dive in, get naked and dive in. And I don't know, just avoid the deadly sharks. And then, yeah, Jordan wrote down notes about probably the naked boys again because he keeps pointing that out and it's weird. I it's told creep. you, Jordan's doing just that wow. little kids. You've done it once. You've done it twice already, so, you know. Look, because it's so fucking weird to me that they keep... I understand it's from a different time era, but they keep drawing these little boys fucking peckers. It's gross. Look, it's 1980s Japan. As much as you find it gross in modern-day America, it Japan already is fucking weird. So it's just something you're going to have to put up with if you're going to want to watch this show. I am putting up with it just fine. I just make a note of it every time. Clearly not if you're Stupid pointing twinkies. it out and getting angry. Okay, okay. My actual note for that? Where is it at? Uh, <laughs> what, 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 where, where's my actual note for that? Fuck. What episode is this again? 18? <laughs> it's episode 18, you... Pay attention. Uh, so my actual uh, note for this one is two tiny pickles. <laughs> Gross. But that's actually gross because that implies eating them, so never mind. I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, lucky Ben's not here. He's not going <laughs> to see the episode, thankfully. I'm ruining his episode. Wow. I'm ruining his podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go ahead. So they go in the lake. They have to swim 10 laps, and they just got to avoid this man giant man shark. They get to one end after getting scolded by Roshi again. They jump out, and they're just like, oh, we'll be safe here. And then, of course, this. The same T-Rex who keeps it, we've been seeing in the last few episodes just comes back again and starts chasing him and ruins all the fun. All the while, Roshi's just, just well, they're dying. They're they're literally having to eat. they die on the land or die in the water. They're literally on walking on death road right now, and Roshi's just screaming. I was like, hey, you haven't finished your laps yet. Go back in there. Because, you know, that's, that's you know, what's more important, right? Yeah, just fucking get your training done. I don't care if you die. You're going to get your training. If you can't die, then you can't handle it and be a man. Pretty much. So they do that, and they're just tired. And then, oh, it's the last lesson of the day, thankfully. What, what other bullshit we got here? They get the t- 
tie him up against some uh, tree, saying they need to learn how to dodge when they're in a tight spot like a true martial artist. So the bullshit comes in and kicks in when Roshi uh, goes goes to the tree, looks up, finds like this half-open hornet's nest, knocks it down, and then uh, runs away. But he tells Goku and Krillin, oh, you're tied here because you're not supposed to run away like I am right now. He's and, expecting uh, them to Ultra Instinct dodge. And, uh, yeah, pretty much this goes as well as you expected with them just getting stung like hell. Well, thankfully, in, in the middle of the scene, one little hornet goes over there and starts bothering Roshi. So he gets stung in the back of his head as uh, deserves it, yes. They cut back to the island, to their house with their Goku and Krillin just all red. And Roshi's like, well, we just need to work more on your dodging. But all in all, it was a good day until you see this big, massive, pointy thing on the back of Roshi's head. So at least the day is over with. That's right. Why didn't you dodge? The day may be over, but Roshi informs him that, oh no, this is you'll be doing this same thing every single day for the next eight months. But for the next few months, you'll be wearing this uh, quote-unquote stylish 50-pound purple turtle shells while doing just that. And uh, they act so happy upon hearing that, that Krillin just falls over flat in his face, just like paranoid. I guess that's why they call him the Turtle Hermit. Imagine how long that episode went, how hard the training was just to be told at the end, now carry 50 pounds around with you. Now carry 50 pounds and do it all over again. Carry a toddler on your back. No, not even a toddler. Carry carry a young child on your back. Moving on to episode 19. Yep, this Uh, is where the fun starts. The Tenkaichi Tournament begins. Also known as... The tournament begins. I like the Japanese name better. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know. They, they had the actual title of the tournament in there. Uh, I know. Instead of just the tournament begins. So, But yeah, that's the only thing for that. Go ahead. This starts off uh, the starts off with the boys seeming to get a little bit better, faster, and stronger with their tasks. We get to have a little montage of them doing such things at very super speed while... Funny enough, the main music that plays for that is also the same thing on my season one box set that I'm watching this on, so that's pretty neat. Okay. They're getting so good that they can start actually learning some moves and martial arts techniques from Master Roshi. How good. (laughs) Which is sad for Roshi, because that means he has to actually put in some work for once after a while. Sucks to be him. Such a shame for a lazy master. But before that, we cut to dinner time, which we haven't seen before, so that's good. And they keep, uh, during this long cutscene of dinner, they keep reusing the same animation stills over and over and over again. At least a cu- at least a handful of times. It's really restock footage being used again and again as Krillin and Goku just have a large appetite eating everything in sight. Of course, that means uh, more time to work- focus on the lewd scene, because, you know, that's got to happen every time they have Roshi and Launch in the same house, no matter if uh, the boys are around either. He quote-unquote drops what I assume is like a brown-looking dumpling of some kind and tries to go pick it up with the chopsticks, but it falls underneath the table and it gets accidentally pushed further and further closer to her dress. Uh-oh. <laughs> the boys obviously go into town on their meal, run out of rice, and the rice cooker's like, oh, it's empty, you ate everything up. So then they have, she has to get up. Grabs like this uh, massive wooden barrel full of it and slams it on no, a no, table. No. A barrel, a barrel, not 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 a bowl, 
a barrel just a, of rice. Just like a, just like it's like those small wooden barrels you'd see in like ancient Japanese time when they like wash stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like massive. Do that, and she like slams on. There's like I bet you can't get through all this. And then she sits down. Roshi's like aiming, gets closer, snips the the underneath her dress with the chopsticks, and just like that, the wooden gives the wooden table gives away and just crushes that old man underneath. I guess uh, that wouldn't be that's not a real Japanese table after all, because that shit broke too easily. And then Koku smartly says, "Hey, hold on, don't move. I need more rice." <laughs> I bet they ate that entire rice too before, and it, it was all over. I guarantee Goku did at least. Oh yeah, I'm sure he did. And montages uh, are a good excuse just to have time skips because now the tournament's only one month away compared to what it was many months ago. And I'm glad they did that skip though. I was I was worried about how it would drag on. And it didn't. They skipped ahead. Yeah, they showed everything. Remember, at least we're once watching Dragon Ball. Dragged on. We're tarred. They that's what the montages were them chewing everything. Goku grabs Roshi and brings him to uh, that large rock before saying it's an emergency. You need to see this yada yada from that we saw an episode go. Goku moves in. Yes, even Krillin was able to move it with uh, a little bit of a struggle at first, though, but he does it. And Roshi just sitting there doing his best. I hate it here impression, stunned, thinking that in such a short amount of time they'll be, they were able to do this. <laughs> he then monologues himself like, next time I'll just have to point to a mountain or something. <laughs> He's... I wouldn't say that if I was him nowadays, given to what the nature of Goku's ability is. I mean, Goku's picked up mountains by now. I'm pretty well, sure Goku <laughs> can bench press, bench press a planet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sure he could. I just imagine, I just imagine him bench pressing uh, Jupiter, uh, Venus, uh, Jupiter. Uh, Venus. That should be a next uh, villain. Uranus. That should be a next next villain's training. Just be able to lift giant stars like that. Gi- those giant Dragon Balls that we see at the end of Super. Ooh. Plants like those size. Play Roshi- with these Dragon Balls, big boy. No. And then Roshi brings them back, and of course he's gonna give. Being the lazy old turd that he is, he's like the generic answers, like, "Oh, martial arts comes from all the training you did, and you don't need you don't need to learn these fighting moves. You came here to learn, not to win. You need to do this." At this point, I'd just I'd I'd slap I'd smack the shit out of him until he taught me some moves. To be honest, that's a that's a that's a that's a cop out answer. And he's like, "Oh, instead of learning moves, you'll do these trainings for the next month. But now you're carrying a hundred pound turtle shells. That's uh." Not only a cop out, that's literally double the weight of what they'd done before. And uh, I don't like it. Dumb old man. It works, but it doesn't mean I like the answers and result. Apparently, then we have to cut down to the other important, the other group, I guess, where Yamcha disappears for about a month and uh, doesn't even bother to try to call Bulma or friends. And of course, she gets she gets very upset by this and starts pouting about it. Yep. Drops like sure know, an orange or some bullshit fruit. Tries to get her in the road and then she gets stopped and save and Yamcha saves her from being run over. But we don't know it's him quite yet until like the shadow appears off of it and then we see his face. But of course so she doesn't her, recognize her, but not him at the groceries first. she was holding. Nah, she was I'm surprised she didn't put in like some sort of bullshit capsule. Like I know she's like super rich, but we don't know that yet. <laughs> Isn't I'm surprised she didn't put it inside of a capsule unless she lost that on the way there. 
Who knows? Or made Oolong carry it because she's a lazy woman. Now that is believable. Yep. That one is more believable. Yeah, so so Yamcha's like, it's me. He's like, I don't know who me is. And then she like lifts up his uh, hair to see his eyes. And then Yamcha's like, oh. Or Bulma's like, oh, it's Yamcha. She gets happy at first. Then get mad. But then gets over it. And then uh, tells Yamcha that she's gonna he's going to make it up for you for all that. And time to get a haircut and clean you up. And then we have another transition to where the tournament's only uh, one day away now. So they just cut real quick to the chase. No dragging anything out, which is uh, fine in my book. So they take off the turtle shells. You mean we don't have a mini arc of them doing stupid bullshit things with the 100-pound turtle shells? I'm pretty sure that would have been uh, horrible. Wouldn't horrible for them. What a fun... Uh, Blackwater mist. That's all I'll say. And we cut to them taking off the shells, and Roshi's like, hey, why don't you go see how high you can jump and run around, and they can just zip-zoom all across everything like uh, the Flash, and they can jump really high, they can do this and that, and Monch gives them a nice suit that makes them look like weird wannabe bootleg mafia boys from the from the clothes you get from Target City, or Party City, you should say. For, there you like, go, Party markup. City. <laughs> That's probably where she got they, it, to be honest. They head on out, and we'll fly on a plane over the island where Goku's like, wow, let's look at all these things. I don't know what they call it. And it's like, oh, it's an airplane. And they fly over the island where the tournament's being currently held out at the moment. Roshi uh, gets a metal plate right smacked into his face for groping one of the flight attendants' uh, rear one of her rear end, as he expected. And it's like, can I help you, sir? And he's like, ah. It's like, what do you expect? Lewd man can't go a full day without being perverted. That gets rectified way, way later, hopefully soon, though, so. Stumble through it. It's like I do. They land, they go to the registration, and then they meet up with Yamcha, who now has shorter hair, which Goku doesn't realize until he says his signature wolf fang fist and pose. He's like, oh, that's Yamcha. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. His, his short hair is, uh, eh. It's weird. Bulma has bad he's, taste. He's changed looks twice this episode. Yeah, Bulma has bad taste. What do you expect? It's a happy reunion for everyone. Then Bulma starts complaining at Roshi's like, why? Well, thanks for t- moving your house away and not telling me because she wanted to go and check up on Goku and see how his training was going. And of course, Roshi's like, oh, remember the last time we met? You were in that bunny suit. Boing, boom, boom. Starts fucking going all out. Then Bulma bunny, promptly like, bunny, punched the shit bunny, out of him. Bunny, 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 bunny. See, yeah, he loved that, that look suit. that I just linked to is the look for Yamcha that I that I personally imagine whenever I picture Yamcha. Yes. Well, yeah. Z, obviously. And that's the last night where they can hang out and do stuff before the tournament, and we see none of that because it just automatically cuts to everyone sleeping from the night before the tournament. After they register, I guess they just do whatever and uh, whatever. They're all fully registered they probably and have... uh, ready to go. The sun's up, and now they both get awarded, rewarded from Roshi. Didn't get to wear some bright orange, classic orange gi that will be uh, synonymous with, I'd say, both characters moving on forward. And this is all leading up to the very exciting round of our Eliminashian. Limina- <laughs> Eliminashian? Yeah, Eliminashian round of the tournament. And uh, everything's getting hyped, but oh well, that's the end of the episode. Uh, you got to tune in for next week. <laughs> yep. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, if you were watching this in real time when it first came out, then you'd have to wait a week or so. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, all right, so we have a Lost in Translation for this episode. Uh, technically, there are many, or there are multiple uh, Lost in Translation parts. Uh, but Ben's notes, he just chose one, or rather one exchange. Uh, Kuririn, or Krillin, goes, huh, where's Roshi-sama? Goku says, taking a crap, probably. <laughs> when the table breaks, Goku proceeds to tell Roshi, old-timer, the bathroom's that way. Wow. And then in the English dub, Krillin goes, something wrong, master? And Goku goes, you stuck? And then when the table breaks, Krillin says, now he's really stuck. And Goku follows that with, wait, don't move. I need some rice. Yeah. Open wide. I, I, per- I personally feel like the wait, don't move, I need some rice is very, that flowed really well. Well, of course, it's Goku. He is like, he doesn't care about how he's like, wait, hold on, I need some more food before I can yeah. help you. Exactly. It, it just it flowed it's, well. It, it, it's very Goku. Yeah. I think it. I think maybe the crap thing would in, in, in American culture, because we, we're very, like, you know, separated with all that, I think, more than they are, maybe. Don't talk about poop at the dinner table. <laughs> I think that might be why they they cut that or changed it. It might, but I could be wrong because I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with Japanese culture that much. So, uh, but yeah, that's just that's my thought process behind that. But yeah, yeah, it's episode 19. Uh, now for our last episode for this week, episode 20. Will it appear the power from the training, also known as elimination round? That is a big title difference there. Yeah, trying to get hype, and they're like, oh, no, this is what the episode's about. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Like, like it just, the Funimation dub just takes the, the boring route, elimination route. Uh, you know. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. All right. So this is where I'll just go over the brief summary, summary of what the World Martial Arts Tournament is. Some of it was... <laughs> some of it was explained uh, in the episode prior when they were delivering milk. Some of it was more uh, explained now, which is why I want to condense it down into the one brief explanation of why it's a big deal. Because I feel like it'd be a lot better to do that with now than try to say something then then go back to it an episode or two later. So the brief summary of that World Martial Arts Tournament that uh, they explained it was it was a tournament that happens every five years where all the strongest fighters on the world come together to prove to see who's the toughest in the world. And as we start this episode out, there's going to be a qualifying round that is not visible to anyone in the public, just for, like, people don't get distracted or cause interference or yada yada, all this extra shit. All the fighters that have registered in the tournament before, like, the night before are now split up into four different random tournament blocks, and they have to do go through a bunch of preliminary rounds and fights and yada yada. And the only way to win is either by knockout, throwing your opponent out of the ring, or if they surrender, essentially. And this will happen until the eight, until the top eight contenders are left. So, the top two in each block get together, and uh, they uh, get to go on to the real part of the tournament, where the re- where the best fun can begin for the public eye to see. Also, it is a uh, f- kill- uh, forbidden if you kill your opponent, you will be disqualified, and obviously your opponent will uh, not be able to continue. So that'll be a double elimination. So there you go. That one, that one's just bullshit. I hate it. Uh, yeah. 
Also, there are no weapons allowed at all. However, if you have claws like uh, some uh, animals that and villains that we saw little Roblox a few episodes before or earlier in the series, they can use them only if it's uh, all natural and it wasn't like some bullshit uh, mutation biological surgeon out some shit. And to make things really quick, the each fire only has one minute to go before the match ends in the hall. And if it goes longer than that, then it will be decided on points, yada yada. So you gotta make it quick after all that, and yes and that. You got all that? All right, good. So now let's dive into the episode and uh, see what sort of uh, mishappen stuff we're gonna see. So there's 137 fires all crammed together, which that's not an even number. I don't know how they figure out how they divided that up so whatever it's not explained well remember so in this a bunch of people really large hall with like several rings spread out to uh, get the action done as fast as they can because that's gonna t- take a while even if it's a one minute out of all that because if you take the 136 divide that by two that's about 68 matches and that's about 68 minutes so that's over an hour in a, about an hour to, just to do all that if it doesn't end quickly so yeah, Krillin starts showing off his special trait of being a wimp and whining and looking at all the fierce competitors, how they have thighs bigger and larger than his entire body. But yeah, Goku's just calm. He's like, wow, this is going to be fun. This is no, fine. They have Roshi's training. He says, nobody else had that except for us. So ju- just ignore that the fact that the old turd never showed him any sort of fighting moves or special abilities to help him in the fight. Thanks, Roshi. Bulma manages to... Bought a window to see inside because she had a really big problem that she couldn't see her friends fight and screamed at the man with the megaphone who screamed back at her. And it was a uh, good, good fun. fun. Just pretend you're there. Let's pretend. Please, uh, please. Uh... <laughs> Close your eyes and pretend you're there. It's a bit too high up for her to see naturally, so she forces Oolong to become like some sort of man-made stepping stool because apparently Poir transformed the other four times, so it's his turn. Oolong, uh, being such a noble, I put man, but he's really a boy because he's fucking nine years old, I guess. I'm still never getting over that. And uh, not perverted at all, tries so hard not to lose balance, and uh, tries to get an upskirt look shot while doing so. Oh, oh but poor I can see just fine because they can float up and look through the window. So that's good. Goku's first match comes and goes as quickly as you can... Uh, Blink or take a drink or something and sends this big fat lard out of the ring with one touch of a finger, lightly touching this Iron Sheik wannabe, which I'm pretty sure it's the same guy we saw earlier, but he's a, but he sucks anyway, so who cares about him? But yet people are still not convinced that he's a viable threat because he's such a small little baby and he just he just got a fluke win is all. That's great. I'll well, see how that goes. But Yamcha thinks like, wow, he beat him with one finger. That's one of Roshi's techniques, no doubt about it. Yeah, sure, bud. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but see, but see, Goku pushes him over. Yeah, with one finger because he's so strong. With one finger, and 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 right afterwards is when the trend starts of of Goku saying, "Hey, we should hold back our power." Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he, he's just he. That's when he says, "Hey, Krillin, I don't. I think we should hold back some of our power. We, we might hurt people." That's it. Starts immediately. Alright, I'm glad you brought that up because I brought that up later in the notes and we'll uh, see how that goes from now on because now we get some more useless, ugly-looking bald people that we saw in, like, uh, the past. It's Krillin's bullies from, uh, I don't know, fucking, I just, like, that weird Ord Magic Temple. I don't care. That temple sucks anyways, full of losers. Uh, I hope that place burns down. They're, I don't care about any of them. I wish they were in fighting games so I could beat the shit out of them. Alright, cool. 
they bully Krillin some more, which to be fair, I would probably do the same thing too, but at least I could, I would be able to back up my words with actual fights. And they've reeled out, I don't know, one of them's his opponent later on, I think it's the tall one that looks like a turd. And then we cut to, cut to outside where they are like looking around and they see Yancha and this and that. And then we see some fat, disgusting lard just block the window, which I would wish not to see any more of. And I hope I don't have to see him in any more episodes after this. Please no. I don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. He's disgusting. And this causes everyone to be scared, like Bulma falling over, and then they grab on Puar's tail, and then Oolong topples over, and then just a wild group of horny men take a wild glance at Bulma's underwear, including Oolong himself when he tries to block, but he's like, oh, oh, never mind. All the while, she can't really see anything, because Puar's just like, it's fucking clinging onto their face, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just, I get scared, so I cling on. I grab when I'm scared. And then we skip to Krillin's fight, who, uh, who, which, even though Goku said previously, don't use all your energy, after this, like, you know, Krillin, just use all your energy on this one fight, I don't care, just beat the shit out of him. Alright, cool, thanks. So he just goes all out, and, uh, they plan on to conserve their fight in real fights, but yet, uh, Krillin just gets a pass on this. So he dodges a simple fact, uh, or dodges a simple attack, like a leap over him, and kicks the shit out of him, Charlie Murphy style, and creates this massive hole in a wall that is formed, which means, hey, look, Bulma friends can look through that and see the fight's just perfectly fine. Sure, bud. <laughs> no more lifting for Oolong, who uh, they just made a deal where if Oolong turned into a ladder, he'd go be able to go to the candy store. And now after training throwing me into a ladder and doing that, and they're like, oh, hey, look, there's this giant wall hole in the wall. We can just use that. You're no longer needed, Oolong. So he gets pissed off. He's like, oh, who wants to go to the candy store anyways? Yana, yana, yana. And then we just have a bunch of montage of, like, Goku picking up really easy, quick wins because he's Goku and all after that. And then even during a montage when they're trying to speed up the process, Krillin gets a shit kicked in from uh, one of these... Uh, Bruce Lee wannabe things from kicking the shot of him, dropping an elbow on him, and then he gets up, and then uh, that dumb turd quits when Krillin is supposed to got up from his so-called deadly move that's not supposed to have anyone beaten with him. So even in a quick montage, Krillin still looks the weakest shit. <laughs> Good on you, Akira Toriyama. You're proving the fact that nobody likes Krillin. Hey man, Krillin I like you. Like Krillin. Fuck off, man. I like Krillin. Fuck off. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like Krillin. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. They all get down to the last match of the bracket, which, as you can expectly see, Goku just, Goku, Krillin, and Yamcha win without, eat with pretty much ease, with Yamcha finally against this, uh, wolf, with this wannabe wolf guy who shovels him the real wolf fist, and they have a Clyde, or they collide, do that epic Japanese thing, yada yada, two of them land. Looks like Yamcha lost, but the wolf guy just falls over, and Yamcha's like, oh, I was just pretending to be hurt. And then Krillin just uh, wins, yada yada, Goku having his most uh, enjoyable victory with having no stance there. It's like, oh, you can come get me anytime you want. And Krillin's like, hey, you should throw him out. It's like, that would be fun. So he does that, just picks him up by his legs and just tosses him right out of the ring. Winning, naturally. Because uh, who else would want to go over besides the these main guys? What would you tell? You want some bullshit-ass, boring background characters to go over one of them? This is in WWE where they have horrible booking like that. And thankfully that is the end of it because the next episode is disgusting and is inappropriate. And I'm glad that we're not ending on that episode. Yeah. Uh, so there is also a Lost in Translation for this episode as well.
And the scene where Bulma offers to take Gulong to the candy store if he turns into a ladder. Uh, originally, she offers her panties for him being the ladder. So that's, uh, she's, she's humoring pervert pig. And, and I think the worst part is that, that he at some point makes a claim that he's not a pervert. I don't so, believe that. I do yeah, not believe that for it. a second. Yeah. Anyways, let's go over our thoughts on the episode, starting with our first episode of today, episode 16. So, because I know last week we uh, did each our individual thoughts on it, but I feel like it'd be better if we all just threw everything together. Yeah, and just talked about each episode together. Yeah, <laughs> just as a whole instead of individually, because it feels too boring when it's just us individually talking. Oh, yeah, because it takes up too much clutter time. And it sounds like yeah, exactly. Time it's wasted time. Yeah. Obviously, we're all thrown off by Roshi's house being a fucking capsule. I hated that so much. I hated that so much. I thought it was neat. I just, I didn't expect that. I never knew his house was a capsule. So I think that's really fucking neat. Capsules Um, very quickly lose relevance. Kind of. I mean, they're they're still there, but they're just like under, they're just so normal that they get no attention. I mean, honestly, at this but, point, it's just kind of like everything's pretty much a capsule at this thing. So it's like we shouldn't be surprised if someone turns into a capsule or not. We're just, yeah, I guess should be a little bit surprised that Roshi I has mean, this okay, old ass so, hermit so, knows what a capsule is. In, yeah, exactly. In modern, I, I know this is early Dragon Ball when it was like had just been introduced 10 episodes mm-hmm. or 15 episodes ago at the start of the series. But in modern Dragon Ball, when was the last time you saw them use a capsule. Uh, Dragon Ball Super with the time machine. Not counting a reused plot device. That's not. I mean, that they built a new one, or a, re- a replacement, fixed up the old one that broke, and put it into another fresh. Not using a reused plot device. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd say that still counts. That's still using a capsule. I mean, to be fair, there's some For things they use in Dragon Ball that is not very that is not hardly used anymore, or just yeeted out when Z starts and onward. I mean, it's it's there here and there, but yeah, I mean, like the most prominent usage of it was like Trunks when Trunks showed up on Earth. He's like, "Oh, here's a fridge full of drinks. Oh, here's this. So you know, just pop a capsule for everything, you know, because he's obviously fucking Capsule Corp." Um, but yeah, uh. And then, you know, they're running shit. I thought it was fucking crazy that Goku's just like eight seconds once he gets his better shoes. That was great. He just yeets himself across. He shaved so, off like, what was it, two, three, three seconds, three whole seconds just because he was wearing better shoes. And Krillin's all like, don't be a sore loser. Like, no, I just, at least your shoes aren't falling apart. So, what makes me wonder, where did he get the shoes from? Just, they're on an island with 300 people. They just happen to have extra shoes. Uh, maybe I mean, launch made them. I don't know. Yeah, which we'll get the launch in a minute. Of course, you I like are. launch a lot. I, don't like, I like launch. Yeah, so. but when Jordan says they'll get to something like about a woman, I oh no, scared. I'm not. Not what you think. Not what you think. He's that was a joke. Roshi now. No, I'm not. Oh uh, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, of course. Uh, let's see, I, I mentioned a few of these notes during the episodes. Like, there's the sneeze. You know, she chases him. Um. There's something about a. I, I put yeet. I don't remember what the yeet was. What yeeted? This wasn't. Oh, uh, maybe it's just Krillin running. Maybe it's just Krillin running yeeting. Maybe. Um, 
We're still on episode this is six. This is thing that right? gets chucked off the cliff when Yoshi just throws it full force. Oh, I still got it. Oh yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, when he yeah he threw he threw the stone. Oh, that was it. Thank you. So, uh, at some point that I was I was gonna bring it up earlier during the thing, but I think you didn't want me to. So uh, we'll we'll uh, I still want to mention it anyways. You here. can mention it. I just like ooh, are we not we're not during the explanation. I know what you're alluding to. I'm All like, right. No, no, so, no, no. So when Krillin goes to get that pen to write on the rock. It is, uh, if you thought Popo was racist, you should see this woman. Oh. That's, that's some, man, I tell you, I, I, are we allowed to be offended by that? I feel I was offended by that. Anyways. Yeah, it's, uh, it was very, bad. It's not a very appropriate, Wait, can we talk uh, about that? It's not very <laughs> can appropriate we not talk way about that? to, uh, you know. Show off other characters that have, have may have different skin color. We'll we'll see better characters like later on the lo- down the line that have different skin tone that are much betrayed and shown a lot more appropriately yeah. than stuff like this. So so far, it's very uh, hard with the racial stereotypes in terms of design, though. Yes. So, especially for the eighties. Are we not? Uh, yeah. So, of course, mm, smells like sweat and turtle shell. Sure. Uh, Absolutely fucking disgusting. And uh, so something that also bothered me was Roshi's at the house alone. He is staring at Launch while she's cooking. And it is so fucking creepy, right? Like, I, I, at the, up to this point, I wasn't creeped out by Roshi because it's just like, haha, old man being pervy, right? He's being fucking creepy. He's staring at her in the doorway. It's okay. They and got the he music starts... playing, so it's funny. And then he snuck up to her, and he was an inch away. He was smelling her fucking ass. He was an inch away. And then, thankfully, Krillin runs in with the fucking fake rock. And I'm so happy for it. Because that was terrifyingly creepy. And it got worse. Oh, it got definitely worse. It got so much worse. Um, so, that fight between Goku and Krillin was funny as fuck. Goku would not stop screaming the whole time he's chasing him. That was funny. Why did he not use the Nimbus? Because he probably wanted to be noble and uh, use his own feet because he's he, training. He 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 fell down the bridge. He could have used the Nimbus to get right back up. True. I mean, I guess maybe he did, but we didn't see him. But he got up really fucking quick. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Did we... I don't think we saw how he got back up, did we? No, no, he just he's he just, just right appeared. back up. So yeah, maybe he just was screaming. He probably used Nimbus yeah. to get up and then ran the rest of the way. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that makes sense, but we didn't see, so I have to assume he didn't use a Nimbus, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, and then ending off on them eating a the popper fish that was fucking great. So, um, uh, episode seventeen. I this is where I like launch. This is where I really began to like launch. I don't know why she's here. I don't know why she's being nice to them, even though she's a nice blue-haired launch. She she doesn't have to do anything for them yet. She does. She's choosing to stay there. And make them meals and shit. She owes nothing to any of them. I and mean, they saved her from the police once. Whoop the fucking do. Obviously, Blonde Launch doesn't care. Clearly but not. She fucking kisses Goku on the cheek while he's sleeping. Goes, oh, he's so cute. Like that is so sweet. Well, it's because he doesn't know how to react so... to that. He he's he's the only innocent one there. Sure, but it's just she. 
Well, that, and she's also on the run from the law because she has all this money and in very big trouble, and hopefully it just blows over. I guess. It's just, she's just so sweet to him. And I don't know. She doesn't need to be, but it's, I love it. Well, he did most for her than any of those other two combined. Yeah, I just, I love how sweet and genuine and wholesome that was. She just, she's like, he's so cute when he's sleeping. It's, it's just so wholesome to take away from the perviness and the bullshit. It was a wholesome fucking moment. I loved it. It made us. It made me smile. Uh, and and then of course we very rapidly changed to uh, Goku yelling at Roshi practically right next to Launch sleeping uh, at some point later on or what? Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I threw myself off for a second. Um. So you know she 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 sneezes. Uh. And she she wakes up and starts fucking shooting him. Because, of course, she has the gun right under her bed, and he gets pissed and kicks her in the face. And I thought that was great. Now, is that domestic just... abuse? That's just retaliation. I don't know. Because they are technically yeah. living together at that point. Yeah. And, you know, I get it because he was sleeping with her, but, like, also, she she slept with him, I thought, on purpose. That's what I had assumed until I mentioned the blanket thing. But, yeah. Uh... I also thought it was really cool how Roshi's genuinely started training them. Um, like just you know, they they start they start they start out running, and just like a brisk run, and and Krillin's all like, "Yeah, sure, this ain't too hard, huh? Whatever." But I'm just like, "All right, I like this." It reminds me of when Goku started doing his daily training. He just started running, right? Mm-hmm. Now in the first episode, or whenever it was, not first episode, second or third. Early when they went outside, started running around and throwing rocks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while Bomo was inside the house. Yeah, it's probably. I think it was the end of the second episode. Something like that. Um, of course, skippity skip skip. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And Goku's monologue to himself, but why can't I drink the milk? Made me fucking laugh. There's a lot of moments that made me laugh, but that was one of them. Um. And then when Goku fucking gets his, takes the offer for the milk and gets fucking smacked, that was great. And then, of course, seeing Yamcha. That was nice. We get Yamcha brought back into the picture. Uh, Just for him to become irrelevant again. Okay, he doesn't become irrelevant until Z. You know, you keep saying that, but he doesn't become irrelevant until Z. T- Yamcha is relevant all the way up until he dies during the Saiyan arc, at least. So, you know, until he dies, at least. But, um, yeah, anyways, uh, moving on to episode 18. I love how it started off with them getting a full meal. That was really nice. I was expecting them to eat dirt and twigs and shit. He, he lets them eat full fucking meals. And then Krillin uses a pepper and ruins everything. Launch sneezes and they, she fucking keeps getting these guns out of fucking nowhere. Look, this time she pulls out a fucking Uzi. Already determined that she is pulling them out of her fucking panties. So stop questioning it. Stupid. They go out to eat. They get back. They take a nap. No, no, I'm sorry. They go out to eat. They get back. They do school shit. And then they take a nap. I still don't get why she keeps cooking for them. Um, they eat. I think it was dinner, maybe or something. Well, it's know, it's something. it's. Lunch. It's blue-haired launch. Lunch that's lunch. that's uh, that's feeding them, right? 
Right. That version of her just likes them enough, I guess. I guess. Um, but here's where we get uh, the famous words of Roshi for his training. Work hard, train well, eat and sleep plenty. That's the way of the turtle. That's the turtle hermit way. That's what he says. And that there, I thought that was awesome. That was just like, that, that rings for a long time. Because that's, 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 that's the Turtle Hermit way. Uh, I don't know why the fuck they kept focusing on that guy at the blue beard in the woods breaking trees. I call him Captain Bluebeard. Wow. I like the part where they get up, they, they start whining. And they actually piss Roshi off. And he fucking yells at him. He yells at him a few times, but this one like it looked like he actually pissed him off. And that was great. I put Goku yeeted it. What did Goku yeet? The fuck are you talking about yeeting what? I'm trying to look in your notes Goku here. yeeted something. I don't know what. Because I know Krillin was like doing a pickaxe thing and he breaks it. And then just lands right on like near Roshi's crotch and the manager. Yeah. So Goku yeeted something though, and I don't know why. Probably the I boulder forgot. that he was moving when he's like, "Oh, you can move this. I'll train you to move some things." And he starts pushing it. They're like, "Oh God, please stop that." Maybe, maybe that was it. Uh, I need to stop. I need to just stop out of context putting yeet. I think that's what I need to do. Yeah, for next time you gotta put skeet, skeet, skeet on my feet, feet, feet. Yes. Uh, the ending uh... of that episode just gives me flashbacks of Piccolo's training. Yeah, go on. Learn how to dodge. So. Yeah. So. Learn how to dodge. Um, depending on if you would count it as canon or not, Dragon Ball Online actually says that it was Roshi that taught Goku how to read during this particular training session. Dragon Ball Online is canon, I believe. Yeah, you have to ask Ben it's on that canonical. since he's a big nerd and wants to make fact check yeah. everything. I just, I yeah, just I'd, belong for the I'd... enjoy fun ride. Ben would know for sure, but I thought Dragon Ball Online was any everything that happened in Dragon Ball Online was canon, and that's what Xenoverse is building off of. Xenoverse and Xenoverse Two. Okay. Because that was all done by all that story stuff was done by Toriyama, I think. That wasn't what I was originally looking for, but that ended up coming up in my search. So right. there is a possibility that it was Roshi who actually taught. Goku to read instead well, of uh, Grandpa Gohan. If we remember, we can ask Ben next next episode. Episode 19. Like how it started up peacefully with the bell. That was nice. Uh, Launch is just being nice and sweet and innocent. You know, and then Roshi's just going for the legs again. And then pulls out all the fucking rice. And then the table breaks. All that shit. That was just that, that whole... Ordeal there was great. Go, 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 go. At some point, Kastayamsha, uh, getting back from his month-long training in the woods, in the and woods. he saves Bulma, and okay. nobody recognizes him. And I think he looks pretty badass, honestly. I like that design. Well, Yamcha doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Or Bulma doesn't uh, like that, and Yamcha's like, no, no, I'm gonna cut you down, I'm gonna trim you up, I'm gonna make you look nice. Yep. And But there's, see, there's a special part in that inter, inter, interaction. Uh, between them she says you gotta make it up to me blushes and says and you're gonna like it oh my yeah give me a Halifax suck boy <laughs> and then him and see, he blushes of course see, so but un- immediately did she just say she wanted some fuck but unlike Vegeta Yamcha can't prove it 
I guess. But that, like, does that, what, what else does that imply? You gotta make it up to me, and then blushes, and you're gonna like it. Like, what the fuck else does that imply, huh? Uh, means he's gonna get the mat. He's, exactly, he's gonna get the mat. Just like, just like Ben's gonna get the mat when he goes to Jordan's house. Yeah, he will be. He'll be getting several mats. Uh... Jumping to when uh, they get the suits from launch, but she made them fucking suits or got them suits. I don't know if she made them or yeah, got them, but she got ben them fucking made suits. His icon, Krillin reading newspaper in the suit, and like, yeah, yes, oh, I remember and, that icon. And just, and then, and then she says, "You two are just so adorable in those suits. Like, she, she is too pure for this fucking world. We need, we, we don't deserve launch. Good, I'll, I'll, I'll put you a blonde launch. Just so keep shooting you like a real Texan would. Hey, hey, hey! I'll let her shoot me. All right." She can shoot me whenever she wants. Wow. Uh, also, where the fuck did Roshi get a Lincoln from? I don't know, one of his capsules. I guess. I know he said he has a traveling style, but it's a fucking Lincoln. Or it looks like it anyway. Where did King Kai get his car? At a built, probably. Yeah. He his, his world was bigger until it got shrunken down by Beerus, remember? King Kai wouldn't be using capsules. He's not from Earth. Beerus destroyed his island, his world, and then he jokingly said, I can make this place a little bit smaller like I did last time. He's like, oh, please, sir, don't do that. Please, sir, give me my newspapers back. I think Vader would make a great paper boy. <laughs> he would. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the martial arts tournament, meet up, and Yamcha looks fucking stupid. I hate this design. Uh, I like it the red headband. I like his clothing. It's just I don't like the hair. Yeah, that's what I mean. The hair and the face just is so soft and stupid looking. That's what Bulma likes. Makes and like and, and then Roshi going up and going, Bunny, Bunny! Oh, yo, Bunny. That was great. You remember the last time we met Bunny, Bunny? Bunny, Bunny! And then he gives them their orange suits. And orange. I thought that was great because that's the beginning the of orange the gi. orange the orange geese. Yeah, thank you. The orange gi for Goku and Krillin. That's, the, that's, that's what marks it. I don't know. Oh, they'll what get their blue under. Is. They'll get their blue. They'll get their blue jumpsuits underneath it soon enough. I don't know what it yeah. is, but the uh, the fact that the 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 turtle school patch is yellow in Dragon Ball and not white, I really like that. It looks nice. It's more pleasing to the eyes. They haven't gotten it fully down yet. There's just a there was a development beta beta as you can see. It's called bite the yeah. soup. Bite the soup. The bite. And then the announcer ends off with, what about Yamcha? Yeah, what and about, what about Yamcha? Yeah, who cares? He'll, he'll be fine. He'll make yeah. it through the tournament, and he'll get to the the finals. Yeah. Or at least the, yeah. the final eight, I should say, because the other one else in the, that qualified for is... Pretty sure that uh, counts Jabroni as the semifinals. Yeah. Or maybe quarter. As... Yeah, we'll, see how, we'll see how that goes. In the yeah, next, eight uh, is quarter, so. four is semi, two is finals. And then last but not least, episode 20, you get all these different ethnicities of people, right? Every one of them has a very stereotypical accent. You got you got a stereotypical Indian accent. You got a stereotypical Chinese accent. You got a stereotypical... Uh... Everybody who signed up for the tournament, please step into the ring hall here for, your, for the elimination round, please. Well, how am I supposed to watch my friends? Just, pre- just, just, pre- pretend, you're there. just pretend you're there. Just pretend you're there. Just, just all the different 
over-exaggerated accents and shit. Yeah, it was, it's, it's funny though. Yeah, simpler times, I guess, back in the '80s for it Japan was. when they first aired this. Even though the the original dub came out like the late '80s, mid '90s, I believe, over here. Yeah, and then you know the shit with 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 Oolong defending Bulma after she fell over. He he gets a good look and then turns around and goes, "Hey, get the fuck out of here, y'all!" You know, for staring and then at him. Do- and then he just goes back with him anyways and does it. Yep, he does. And at some point, he says, "I'm not a pervert." Or you're lucky I'm not a pervert. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, sure, pal. Well, we've like, seen right, what sure, you, you've kidnapped young girls when we first met you and tried to make them your your yep. wives. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep. bud. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, his biology has just completely been changed by Bulma because she can still pull the piggy card. Well, remember, she is a scientist. She 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 threatened to pull the piggy card on him. Because he wouldn't become the stool. Yeah, but I want to know how long that capsule lasts for. That's what I want to know! That's never she clarified. wants to permanently change his biological makeup. Uh, and like we mentioned earlier, that's this, this episode also marks when Goku started saying, Hey, we need to hold back and not use all of our power. Right off the bat. Actually, because he'll hurt the humans because they're weak, like all the other ones. The, the grown adults think he's a baby, but he they they can't handle this mysterious alien boy that nobody knows he's an alien except for a few people. But then they just keep that a secret to themselves. I mean, yeah, until yeah. Uh, until some until a very br- freak abs- accident happens, which I'm assuming we won't get to like at least three or four podcast episodes from now. In a little while, uh, and then shortly after, we get the motherfucking need of the week. Krillin sending uh, that asshole flying through several walls and and just one kick. Yeah, I, I tried Murphy style. Yep. And then whatever guy that I think it was, Yamcha that was fighting. Uh, I just call that guy Meat because he looked like his name should be Meat. <laughs> and then Krillin got his ass whooped, but then it turns out he didn't get his ass whooped. I thought he did when I was watching that. And I was, like, concerned. I was like, oh, fuck, really? Damn. But there's like, oh, no, never mind. The guy just gives up. I thought that was fucking great. And then last of the group, uh, that guy that uh, Yamcha fought uh, got Wolf Fang fucked. Wow. In the ass. With one kick to the face. And then apparently we had... Oh, now we have a lion fang fist. Yeah, we have all the animals. They have all the weird animals named after stuff like this and that. Yep. And I like how it just ends, or the last fight ends with, make the pain stop. Yeah, because Goku just throws him out. And grabs yep. him by the leg with like two hands and just gently throws him out. Gently. Yep. Can't well, gently exactly. for him, it's rough for everyone else. You can't exactly oh, yeah, gently yeah, yeah. throw anybody. Yeah, at least uh, when the start of the, at least uh, when the start of the next few episodes, we'll have. The good old fashioned tournament, the high, the good highlight portion of the series. To yeah. Look to. I mean, these episodes are really good. I like oh, this episodes a fucking lot. I know they're I great. Them I'm so just saying much. it's only going to get better for this. Yeah. For this yeah. That, that that's a good thing when it has nothing to do but get better because these episodes are great. There was a lot of wholesome shit. There's a lot of funny shit, and I I liked how intense the training was and like how the pacing of it was really nice. I just enjoyed all of it. This episodes was really nice overall. Yeah. Um, I I still will never. I don't understand why Launch is cooking for them. I mean, I I maybe it has to do with her name being the pun. Launch, lunch. Probably. Maybe it has to do with that. But like, still, I think it's great. 
It's very fun. Uh, we also have our pun of the day. Yeah. And that is Krillin. Or rather, in the Japanese dub, Kurudin. Curry. Uh, Kurudin is Kurudin is a pun of two things. Kuri Kuri Buzu, or Bozu, which means a clean-shaven head. <laughs> of course. Yeah, the second part is Kuri, which is chestnut. So he's a bald chestnut. <laughs> or clean-shaved chestnut. Chestnut's going to love this table when it's back. Chestnut loves it. Dinkalee, dinkaloo. If you're good, you're chestnut too. Uh, but yeah. Any more thoughts anyone has on these uh, sets of episodes? Yeah, Mr. Alfredo Fettuccini. He didn't watch the episode, so he can't participate. <laughs> Very so, true. I so watched here's them. the thing. He's watching, Vinny, but he hasn't I was actually... Bad homework. Go ahead. It's a bad homework. Bad student. You didn't watch it for your I homework was... assignment. I was I was hoping Vinny would keep track of all the vehicles in a series. That could be his shtick, right? His thing to keep track of all the vehicles. And he just he just if he my stopped count off. is he, correct, he, he, we are at twelve. I hope so. I hope you're keeping. I track will go because... back and check at some point. Mm. Okay, because I I look I I I know you, you don't have a lot of time, but you have two weeks. Yeah, it's one episode. And I want you to uh, keep, at least day. keep track of the cars. I want that to. I, I, I want to be able to look forward to hearing Vinny make a comment or a joke about every vehicle in the series. This is number 18. Yep, number 8 fucking team. Hey, if nothing else, Akira Toriyama gets creative with his uh, capsule vehicles. That's true. No, actually, 13. After. Uh. 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 The. 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 You called it a Lincoln, I think? Yeah, I said Lincoln. So yeah, I think that was 13, actually. Alright, I hope we didn't miss any. I'll take your word for it. You are putting a lot of faith in me. More than you probably should. No, I'm saying I hope. I have... Well, anyways, then. Guess that wraps up this week's episode of Like Desk Dragoncaster, does it? Well, yeah, Jokes it's the last you. episode. I had to wrap it up. Fucking, there's nothing else we can talk about. What? Sure, there is. We have an unexpected special guest with us here today. Now, Vinny looks up as I say that. He's like, I was expecting what? Ant to be moved into the podcast channel. He's <laughs> not even in this. No. He's offline. Yeah, he, I think he went to bed. He probably did. So. Anyways, yeah, that wraps up this week's episode of Like a Day School Dragon Cast. Hope you've enjoyed. If you would like to follow us all on Twitter, uh, our handles are in the description below. You can also follow me at Gisalatoad, Vinny at Vinny Plays Vlogs, Patrick at Assassin underscore Volk, and Ben at VidSigma. And if you would like to follow the official Twitter for the Like a Day School Podcast, it is at Like a Day Cast, and that is spelled at L A C K A D A I S. I C A S T. I hate that there are just beeps under my breath. Uh, as Patrick no. is saying that. Don't even. Just cut it out. I I could, but it, it it'd be more comedic for me to leave him beeps underneath <laughs> it. As he's saying things that he shouldn't be saying. I don't know. We'll see how I edit it. Anyways. Yes. Write that bigger cock up down boy and slide and high in order. Ah uh, no. We'll see y'all next. <laughs> you porn. <laughs> <laughs>